Yeah, and they do that thing. They do what cats do. Like, you know how cats have, like, uh, fur yeah. balls? It's like that. Have, like, all those bones. Ew, okay. Anyway, sorry, Dad. Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry for comparing your dad to a owl pellet, <laughs> but... Morgan and Palmer and welcome back to the third episode of talks between 20 somethings uh virtual or like virtual. long distance Palmer and I are right now like on a zoom call basically it's not yep. zoom we love Riverside FM plug <laughs> not sponsored sponsor us please <laughs> sponsor us please we want money um but yeah how are you doing Palm we are just laughing because good. Palmer is sitting there in a t-shirt and like shorts and I am in a beanie and a jacket um, with my Christmas tree up behind me because it's like 50 degrees in Asheville today. Oh, it's like a crisp 80 in South Carolina. <laughs> Just the way I like it. I was going to say, you are where you need to be right now. If anything, weather-wise. for this moment, <laughs> weather-wise is, is where you are. If you are on episode three, not like you listen through one and two, Palmer had a concussion during those episodes. Well, it was it was unbeknownst to me. <laughs> Although when I was listening back to the first two that we recorded, there was entire like five minute segments that I had no recollection of. We were filming it and I was just in a dissociative state. That is And I thought it was like the lighting or something. I mean I came into your apartment and immediately laid down on the couch and closed my eyes. I was like That that is true. And I was like, I'm just tired. If there's an opposite of a hypochondriac, I think it's me. Yeah. She texted me while I was edit- editing episodes one and two and was like, hey, just letting you know, I think I had <laughs> a, a concussion when we recorded. And she listened back to episode two and was like, yeah, I don't remember saying any of this. So uh, you got a concussed Palmer for the first two episodes. So hopefully this episode is uh, good. Oh, yeah. Just I'm back kidding. Honestly, better than ever. What if? your concussed self was a better podcaster than your non-concussed self. What would you do? For every episode, I just have to go run into another door. There you go. (laughs) Okay, let's jump right in to our joy of the week. Do you want to go first? Um, You can go. Okay. My joy of the week is so typical. And I think you would say, I think you would change your joy of the week to my joy of the week when you hear it. Okay, okay. But mine is absolutely read taylor's version okay like, i i haven't no listened question to it yet <gasps> because i have a good reason no you don't <laughs> yes i do i'm driving to atlanta tomorrow and then i have a flight to disney and i have to have something to keep me occupied i'm saving it <sighs> i guess that's fine but truly like i am off work on friday so i just drove around listening to it most of the day just like enjoying every second and then she came out with the like 14 minute oh the um, movie movie thing it i cried did you watch it no it's like it's so emotional and like i feel like you watch it and you're like oh my gosh like this is intense also she wrote and produced it so like big props to her um but more than anything else so i may like We've got the all too well girlies who are just like stoked about all too well. And I got to say, like the 10 10 minute version of all too well, I almost prefer it now to the original. Really? Like, I feel like I won't listen to the original. I'll just listen to the 10 minute version. I think Um, that like, okay, well, I haven't listened, but like 10 minutes is too much of a commitment for me. I'm excited to hear it. Just you wait. It flies by. I thought I was going to be like, I'm so bored, but like the lyrics are just too good. But anyway, I wasn't even looking forward to that. The thing I was looking forward to was um, Treacherous. Mm. I love that song. And she nailed it. Like, it was so good. So good. Can't say enough good things. Absolutely my joy of the week. Also, just mus- uh, New Music Friday this week was bomb. Do you really? know, Who else? like, Silk Sonic, Hello, Anderson Pack, and Bruno Mars just dropped a um, bomb album. Everyone needs to go listen to both of those things. And um, the band Camino came out with a really good song. 
Really? We love, we love them, too. So You're so on top of your music. I feel like I just listened to stuff that came out like five years ago. Sis, I went to Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Um, but yeah, absolutely New Music Friday is 100% the joy of my me- my week and almost like we could probably do that every week. Like New Music Friday is a big play because also next Friday I will be on the ground, uncoherent, incoherent, that's the word, <laughs> because my the love of my life, Adele, is dropping her latest album and it will put me in a coma i'm sure oh, the divorce album oh the divorce album i'm like i cannot wait like i think about it all the time i don't think i'm gonna listen to that i'm not surprised but like it, it will just be the like only it sounds like to. it would just make me sad yeah that's like the best thing ever for a four <laughs> like that's like my favorite thing ever i'm like this is gonna be great um okay so what's your joy of the week my joy of the week was yesterday night, Friday night. Um, I got to see my entire family for the first time in a while. Everyone Aww. went to my parents' house, and Amelia brought her new puppy, Arnie. Aww. And we just all, like, had pizza and beer and crumble cookies. What the heck? It was That's the amazing. best. Um, were Ben and Davis there? Yep. Whole oh, gang. Whole gang. I wish I was there. And my mom, I mean, she just showed up. My mom shows up and she's like, I did something. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, I got 32 crumble cookies because I couldn't decide which ones to buy. That is the most Amy thing. And I was like, mom, that's like a college tuition that you just dropped on Yeah, on crumble cookies. But Was it worth it? Yes. Every time. What's your favorite crumble cookie? Is it my favorite crumble cookie is frosted? I think it's called frosted sugar. It's the one that's always there. The pink one. And people that think I'm lame for thinking that, I'm like, listen, it stood the test of time. I don't see any other crumble cookie that sticks around every single week. That's also so clearly people people love it. I think my favorite that I've ever had. There was, like, a lemon sugar one that had, like, a little lemon mm. slice in it. I loved that one. And then, honestly, super freaking weird. But I loved the Sour Patch one. You were there with me when I had the Sour Patch that one. one. Okay, it was that weird. That one to me was, like, it It wasn't bad, but it wasn't no. anything special because they oh, just, I loved like, it. threw a Sour Patch kit on top <laughs> of a cookie. I don't know why I was into that one, but I absolutely was was into that one. Hot take. Do you have some uh, big sister advice for us? I I do. Um, And mine is going to be a little funny because this is for all my girlies who, um, if you listen to episode two, both Palmer and I's notes to our 30-year-old selves included learning how to cook. Mm. And um, Palmer and I are big foodies, but food that we don't cook. Like we we love a good (laughs) restaurant Coke and salsa. Um, So... My motivation to myself to try to go get groceries and cook from home has lately been following these, like, 40-year-old women who run, like, food blogs for their family with, like, recipes and stuff. So, like, my whole timeline right now is, like, squash soup recipe. And, like, I would literally never think to make a squash soup. But tomorrow I'm going to the grocery store and I'm going to make it because – Lisa and her squash soup that she served her 11 children (laughs) just looked too good. So now I'm trying to basically subconsciously follow accounts that like make me want to grocery shop. And I think that's a big sister tip because Mm -hmm. we all got to be better about grocery shopping. I know like there's going to be somebody listening to this who's like, yeah, I haven't grocery shopped for like three weeks. This is your sign. Go get some groceries. This is your sign. Go. This is your sign. All right. What's yours? Um, Mine. So... I'm a very slow unpacker. Very slow. Yes. I'm still unpacking. And I've been here almost three weeks. Three weeks. And I found my Kindle yesterday. Oh. And I I go through these phases with reading. Actually, this is with most things in my life. I have a very addictive personality. Yes. And so I'll get into something, be obsessed with it for like a few months and then forget it exists for the rest of my life. Um, and reading is no different. And so at the beginning of the year, I was reading like three books a week. I remember that. I mean, I was like committed. 
to building that that Goodreads account to the brim. (laughs) And then I forgot reading existed until, well, I guess it was a few days ago I found my Kindle. Um, (laughs) But you can get free books on your Kindle. I never paid for them. What? You just have to download this app called Libby. L-I-B-B-Y? Yeah, L-I-B-B-Y. So, wait, I wonder if this is illegal. I wonder if I should be saying this. So <laughs> no, no, not the app. Okay, Libby is very much illegal. But in order to be able to get the free books on Libby, you have to have a library card. Oh. And I didn't have a library card. And so I was like, well, um, let me just Google, like, what the biggest library is. Oh, my and God, Palmer Reynolds. I now have a Los Angeles library card because I looked on Zillow at a house for sale in Los Angeles and used that address. Palmer. We may no, have to cut no it. No fake gonna, IDs here, but fake library cards, absolutely. Oh, yes. Sign me up. Of course, the thing that I'm faking is free to begin with. I'm just lazy. Yeah, but course. But now I have access to every single book in the Los Angeles public library. Um, and I can read them on my Kindle. So I've read three so far. All right. Well, this is our first. We knew this was going to happen with Big Sister Advice was you were going to share something illegal at some point. Last week, you shared to wash your colors and your whites together, which should be illegal. (laughs) And now you're recommending something that actually probably is illegal. I feel like there's got to be some kind of issue there. (laughs) Morally or legally, I'm not sure. But, you know, I'm just trying to read unbelievable all right well with that get libby that's that's the summary get libby get libby and get illegal um (laughs) (laughs) we are going to be talking about transition and change today what a fun topic yeah literally get the get those sound effects in there immediately um and obviously what brought this up is the biggest thing we are doing this like several miles away (laughs) Yeah, several like hundreds at this point. Um, we're both kind of going through some transition and change, which we'll chat about. But um, what inspired this episode actually was a quote from <laughs> none other than my best friend and Palmer's dad, Joel Reynolds. <laughs> hey, when um, you'll y'all will learn about this in this podcast. There is I man. Joel Reynolds is one of my favorite human beings on this planet, and um, he's just got wisdom. He we does. won't have him on the pod, but I've always he... told him that his spirit animal is like a wise old owl. Oh yeah, like Earl. Yeah, yeah, but just like a social owl, a social owl, <laughs> <laughs> a extroverted owl, a social um, owl that doesn't. Aren't they the ones that like throw up bones or something? Anyway. Yeah, wait, yes. Yeah. Then you they guys do like an owl pellet? Yeah, and they do that thing. They do what cats do. Like, you know how cats have, like, uh, fur balls? Yeah. It's like that. But they Ew, have okay. Anyway, well, sorry, sorry, Dad. Sorry for comparing your dad to a owl pellet. But um, <laughs> when we, when Palmer was moving out of um, her our apartment in Nashville, uh, I came over to say hi, mostly to say hi. I did not help you move at all oh well <laughs> but there um, for moral support I was there for moral support and to see her parents and um we were in the elevator because obviously your dad was like at the door to get me every single time and we were in the elevator and we were talking about you leaving and I was like yeah this just you know change is always really scary I'm sure she's just like getting nervous and he said and mic drop get ready he said, change is good. It's transition that is hard. And I said, wow. Boom. Drop that wisdom on me. Like, let's go. And he, um, I, I thought about it for like, I've thought about it for a long time after. And I remember when I was typing our outline for this, I was like, we have to say it because I don't think I've ever in my life really considered the fact that change it's pretty easy. It's pretty immediate. It kind of comes mm-hmm. out of nowhere. It's the transition that is as painful as all get out. Yes. Um, do you, would you say, like, on average, do you enjoy change in your life? Not transition, um, but change. 
change. Yeah, that's a hard one. I think I honestly really enjoy the routines of everyday life. However, mm-hmm. I think that that throws people off a little bit because I like new things. Like, gotcha. I'm definitely adrenaline junkie. Like, want to say that I've done everything on the planet, no matter how crazy. So, like, yeah. new things don't scare me. It's uh, things that aren't temporary that scare me. Interesting. Because it's so like, it's... you know, if I go and jump out of an airplane and I hate it, it's done in seven minutes. That's but if I a get a new call. job, like, that's permanent-ish. Yeah. At least for so a while. It's funny because I think... I, if I was just in a conversation with someone, the reason why your dad's quote like made so much sense to me and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this changes a lot of how I think about things. I love change, like a change of pace. Like I'm not a routine person. Change of a season is like my favorite thing ever. Like I love a Monday, which is hilarious. I love a start of the week. I love New Year's Eve and New Year's. I love a start of the month. Like I like to change things pretty regularly just to keep me excited about life but I will be the first to admit I like change when I control the change Mm -hmm. when it's change that I can expect and go okay this is positive change for my life I think I would associate negative change with pretty much every change that doesn't come with me having a plan Hmm. um in transition I think about it even worse I'm also like the most undisciplined human being on the planet i'm kind of convinced i think god watches me sometimes and is like wow like (laughs) this is a new record i just am i'm just so not disciplined like there will be um like if i have a major change in my life whatever it is and i need to either like stop doing something or i can't do something that i used to do even if it's a good thing, I will st- I will be the most tempted to do. Mm. If I- Basically, if someone tells me I can't do something, I'm like, I have to do it. Makes like, you want to do it more. I have to do it. Like, I have to – I can't not. And so, yeah, very undisciplined. So when I was thinking about this, I was like, I really like change, but I like controlled change. And controlled by me change, <laughs> if that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. When in your life – have you experienced the biggest amount of change? And we'll say like, not the current change that we're going through in our lives right now, but just like, in general, biggest amount of change. I can't use right now. Don't use right now. You could use the fact like you've moved three times, but biggest amount of change in your life thus far. Probably the moves. Yeah. Because I think like, To me, it's hard when there's a lot of things changing at one time. Mm. And with every move, it hasn't just been a new location. It's been new location, new job, new apartment, new everything. Gotcha. And it's not just like, oh, I'm trying to figure out this new job, but everything else is still familiar. It's like, nope. Everything's different. You're on the island. You got to figure it out all at one time. That's real. So I think the, yeah, I guess the moving would be the biggest changes so far. Totally. I think it's funny because I, when I thought of this question when I was like writing it, I think like I am such a relationship driven human being, like friendships, um, romantic relationships, etc., that the biggest changes in my life have come from like relationships ending or people mm-hmm. changing. So, like, I was even trying to think, like, okay, so when I moved to Nashville to go to Belmont, it was a lot of change, but, like, it didn't rock me, and I was kind of ready for it, and I was like, all right, whatever, we just adjust, but, like, the change that I've struggled with the most is um, relationships ending or changing. I've had, like, one pretty serious friendship um, end that was really hard to navigate, um, uh, post-grad and then uh, two serious relationships in my life uh, ending or being altered that like it changed everything like mm-hmm. even going to the grocery store or like wanting to call someone in the car or like texting or you know the social aspects of that friend or person being there is just like change that has probably hit me the hardest in my life and has been the hardest to like navigate if that makes sense yeah um so you're currently in a major season of change do you want to walk through like 
what's going on uh what is that change why did this change come about and then we'll we'll kind of talk through like the emotions and stuff yeah um well I think I mentioned it a little bit but yeah I moved from Nashville to Greenville South Carolina about three weeks ago three weeks ago yeah it's weird because it feels like a ton of time and yet like a blink no of an eye. Yeah. yeah. Literally no um, So moving here was a lot of new for me. Basically every single thing. Like I was talking to, I think it was my sister the other day and I was like, I just feel like I'm starting at square freaking one. I mean, new job, new apartment. Um, I didn't know anybody really. I mean, I have two roommates. I had met one of them one time before, but we weren't like close friends. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't have a church here. Like, I don't know the lay of the land. It is just very new. And even though it's like in my home state and my parents are now only like 30 minutes away, I mean, I feel like you might as well have dropped me in New York City. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm like, I have like a, I don't know if I would say fish out of water because I feel very at home being back in South Carolina, but it's yeah. still like, I don't know a freaking thing that's going on or where I am. Um, I just kind of feel like disoriented still, I think. Um, oh, absolutely. I will say that like job still feels very new. The hardest thing is not having people here yet. Yeah. For sure. Um, Cause I think every other time that I've moved, it's either been like pretty instant with people. I, like at Disney, um, or I was moving somewhere where I already had close friends already. So, you know, I'm like, today's Saturday and I've just like been reading my book and like watched the (laughs) show, went for a walk. And, and that's hard for me. Like I am very much a people person. My biggest fear is doing things alone. I mean, you know that about me, you know, there's some people that are like very, uh, I don't know if like confident being alone, maybe that would be the right word, but like can go to a restaurant by themselves and like yep. love to have a day to themselves. And that is not me. No. I'm like, I, if my ideal world would be surrounded by people 24 seven until the second I went to sleep every day. I get that. And I mean, so it's been like learning to be okay being alone sometimes yep. is real tough. Yeah. And you, I mean, like, you're definitely still in the place even three weeks in where this is like serious change. Mm-hmm. You are like getting into the transitioning part of it. But I mean, like you said in the beginning, you're not even fully unpacked yet. And that's probably a little subconscious of like acknowledging oh, yeah. that this is like kind of permanent and like mm-hmm. you have to now start transitioning. Um, I think it's really funny. So we did this episode today is November 13th. And I was like, this is so funny that we're about to do an, an episode on change and transition. And last year at this time, November 12th of 2020, I experienced a breakup. Mm-hmm. And I have spent the last year in transition, like from the craziest uprooting of everything in my life. And now I'm in like a really great place with this. And you are in the middle of like the biggest change. Because yeah. I would say, like, that change, November 12th of 2020, was the biggest change I've ever experienced in my life. And really? something that, like, literally uprooted me to, like, everything I thought my life was. And I had to completely start over, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still with said person. But, like, I had been with Michael for three years at the point that we had broken up. And I basically had to relearn how to even date him. And, mm-hmm. like, you know a person for that long and it changed everything but it also changed like I currently now live alone it started some I got a dog uh my relationships with my friends looked completely different my relationship with like figuring out myself was completely different and I'm with you like I I think before that change I majorly struggled with being alone like you and I (laughs) It was the best of times living together, and then we probably also fed very unhealthy habits with each other because if Palmer and I could, like, be in the same room all the time, we would have. Like, oh, yeah. We are, and we we are were. two people. Even oh. if we were dead yes. silent, reading different books on yep. our phones, whatever it was, like, just being in the same room. Absolutely. Is, like, what felt comfortable. 
And so it's so funny you kind of talking about like you just had this major change and now you have to transition and you're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. And that was me like literally a year ago. Mm -hmm. I remember a year ago today, November 13th, making this list, like writing on a piece of paper of all the things that I was going to do now that I was single quotation mark that lasted for what? another couple hours at this point um but like I remember writing that list and looking at it and then just crying because I was like I don't want to do this this is not what I planned to happen I wanted to be engaged I thought I was getting married and then it was like nope got a different plans but then ultimately at the end of a year of like really hard transition I am happier in my life today than I ever would have been if my plan went according to the way it was in 2020 and like I owe so much of that to transition and it wasn't easy it was actually so freaking hard but like without transition I wouldn't have I don't even think my relationship with you and Andrea would be where it is now like really yeah like my friendships like with you especially you and Andrea just even specifically like I think we had been friends at that point for like four years right roughly uh yeah yeah. And um, we had never gone through something as like major emotionally as That's my true. breakup was. And I mean, quite literally to the point that you and Andrea were there to pick me off the side of the street <laughs> and get me home. And we had never experienced that much like just like chaos, I think, mm-hmm. in um, our lives together as friends. And I think that like completely changed everything. Like I know I can call you and Andrea literally – at any point in my life and have y'all be there and like I think that is the key to transition it's like number one you have to feel confident in yourself that no matter what if it's going to be okay and like you're doing what you need to do because if it was supposed to look any different it would Hmm. first second you have to know that like there are people in your life that will ride out that transition with you and also will not like your relationships will change but for the better if they're the right people so like even with you moving there was not a doubt in my mind that like we wouldn't remain as close of friends as we are Mm -hmm. and like you don't have that with everybody that's not like a oh everyone's just gonna like ride transition with you and it's gonna be the exact same no matter what like I'm not saying that I don't want to give that yeah I mean there's gonna be some friends that are just like they're there for that period of your life and that's okay but when you go through transition I think it kind of proves to you like who in your life is there for good yep and it's like to you who your people are and how strong you are to ride the wave of what is Mm -hmm. change and transition so like when you went through something hard we were all there in person but even like me moving away there's still a handful of people in Nashville that I keep in touch with all the time and have been yep. there for me through all this crazy change. And, and that just proves more than ever. Like these are people that are going to be there 10 years down the line. Yep. And that friendship or that relationship, whatever it is, wasn't just dependent on that season of life or that location that you were in. Yep. Um, so it just crazy. kind of like solidifies like a bond with people. Yep. A bond with people and a bond with yourself of like, there, I don't think during this big change in my life and this big transition, I I am someone who is like, you know, very dependent on people and relationships. But I realize like the only person I'm going to have all of my life is myself. And why like why don't I take advantage of this time to like really get to know myself mm-hmm. and like how I operate, what kind of things I like to do how I spend my time when I'm completely alone because like I feel like hanging out alone or or like when you get this big change and like it's on you and you're you're going through it like you almost have to learn yourself like I had to learn to like okay maybe I don't love going and sitting down somewhere eating by myself I actually really don't but I actually really enjoy going, like, window shopping by myself. I love going mm-hmm. on walks by myself. I love, like, even just, like, sitting in my room right now doing something creative. If I was completely alone, I'd have a great time. I wouldn't even know that people were here. But I think 
for so long, I was so comfortable with the fact that like I always had people around. So this change and the transition to figure those things out was really hard. But now I'm like, oh, like I love doing that. That's that's completely fine. So mm-hmm. I think it it not only strengthens your connections with people that like can ride out change and transition with you, but it also gives you this whole new window of like getting to know yourself and getting to know how you function in a completely different environment and with completely different people and completely different circumstances and just kind of reiterates how strong you are and how how like resilient we are as human beings however i think like we talked about us we talked about people but like overall how like good and consistent and just wonderful the lord is Mm -hmm. like could not have done any of those things alone at all like i think i think we all know like how broken we are and how like hard the world is and how much like we we need god but in change and transition i feel like that opens a whole new door of like holy cow i need you to be here Mm mm-hmm I don't know if you're feeling that majorly like during I do. Well, you know, I struggling with transition is like nothing new to me. Yeah. Like I was the kid who I hated going back to school every year. Hated it. And <laughs> I remember being in like middle school and being like, I cannot wait to graduate college and have a job so I never have to have a summer break again. Oh. And every single day will be the same. I won't ever have to change classes or have new teachers or have to worry if my friends are in my classes or have a different schedule. You and are unreal. Yeah, I mean, I've just, like, craved consistency my whole life. And I remember, you know, there's, like, all these characteristics and attributes of God that people talk about. And when I was young, I mean, like, a little kid, I remember the Sunday we learned about, like, God is never changing. Mm-hmm. And... There's that one song. It used to, like, come on the radio, like, Christian radio back in the day that was, like, yesterday, today, and forever. You're the same. <gasps> yes, you never change. I yeah. That song. And yeah. I was, like, that Great is song. my – I don't know if it's, like, if you're allowed to have a favorite characteristic of God because they're all good. <laughs> but it's, like, that's the one that I feel like I cling to over everything else. It's, like, even when the world is psycho and I feel like my world – is on edge and I don't even know what's happening. There's so much transition. It's like there's one thing that's not going to change. And so that is what I've just been like clinging to the past three weeks. I'm like everything in my life feels so different and yet Mm -hmm. there's like one thing that isn't. Which is so cool, Palmer, and like as just your friend because I think what rocked me so hard last year was like I wasn't clinging to that at all when I went through the change and transition I did. Like, I was clinging to this idea of marriage to Michael and getting engaged, and that was everything. Like, it was kind of like, that's what's going to be consistent. That's what's going to be, like, the, the thing. And how differently change has looked, or how, like, that change just, like, wrecked me sideways. Like, I I was laid out. And, like, it's cool watching this transition with you because, like, there's no comparison of pain. Like, that's not a thing. But, like, I am already telling you as someone who's, like, gone through it and, like, is on the other side of a transition that, like, you are setting yourself up for so much more success when you know what the thing is that you need to be holding on to. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, And that's not to say I'm perfect. I mean, (laughs) I went through several days where I was like, my world is in total disarray. And (laughs) I wasn't thinking about like clinging to hope and faith. I was just like, oh, my freaking gosh, what have I done? And I'm just now I feel like starting to kind of get back into the routine of like being in the word more. And even that has kind of like recentered me to where I'm like, okay. Yes, everything feels psycho right now, but Mm. that's not going to be forever. And honestly, even if it is forever, which I hope it won't be, at least there's one, like, solid foundation that will not be rocked. I think even, too, it's important to say, like, you brought up a good point. Like, if you're listening to this and you, like, are experiencing a lot of change and transition and you are not happy with the Lord right now and you are not good with the Lord right now, it is okay because and even it's normal. When, it's so normal. And when 
even when you're feeling that way, he's still there. He's still Mm -hmm. just like God did not look any different to me when November 12th of 2020 to November 12th, 2021, because he is still the same, still consistent. But but there is a big difference in the way that I handled those two situations. And like we I always laugh like I think God (laughs) God just, if, like, if I'm imagining it in my head, he is just standing on this one point with this, like, big arrow pointing, and he's like, I am right here. And some days it's real easy to walk straight up to him, and his location never changes. But then some days we're acting like we have no idea where that is, or mm-hmm. running in the complete opposite direction and acting and telling ourselves, like, it's changed and that it's different and we don't know what we're doing. But it is right there. Um, yeah, it's kind of like when you see a horse with blinders on. Yeah. And it's like there could be something to their right that never moves and yeah. they can see it when they don't have the blinders on clear as day. And then things happen in the world or, you know, there's something in your life where you feel like you can't see God or hear from God anymore. And it's just these yeah. blinders like he's still there. You just mm-hmm. are having a more difficult time seeing it. Yep. And I think often with change and transition, we often are like, OK, we have to do things like we have to like jump up and like go meet people or like go find a church immediately or like like action oriented movements mm-hmm. when sometimes the lord is calling us into change and transition and we just got to sit there yep. and we just have to like be still and like wait wait for him to move and like he's he's still moving even if we can't see it it's that um waymaker song that they always yes. sing like you know that even, even when i <laughs> yeah even when i can't see it you're moving even when i can't feel it, you're moving like you never stop that's a great reminder in seasons of change and transition where like we don't know the plan we don't I didn't know that a year from today I'd be looking back going oh my gosh like my life is completely different Mm -hmm. in every part of it like if I would have seen it at that time of my life I would have been heartbroken I would have been like I don't want to live alone I didn't want a dog I didn't want like you know to still be dating Michael I wanted to be married and I wanted to never have to live alone and now I'm sitting here like I love my apartment I love being here I love my dog I have such a deeper relationship with Michael than I could have ever imagined last year and it was all things that needed to happen and needed to uproot me and change me and throw me around in a loop so that I could get to this because I think if it was just handed to me easily and warned to me like if God was like hey by the way tomorrow everything is going to change and you're going to handle it like this that's just not real it's just not life so mm-hmm. if you're going through change right now and transition right now and you're kind of all over the place I do have some therapy talk for you <laughs> uh, Palmer and I are very big advocates of therapy I mean yes. literally I have two therapists this year Liz and Lisa they're both my girls we love them and um in therapy one week when I was battling this like major change and transition I so desperately wanted to make sense of it and I wanted to be like okay this week was a good week but like I am just so upset that like this is happening still or like yeah, like, I'll put it in terms of you, Palmer. Like, yeah, I'm so much closer to my family, and I love South Carolina, and I am really looking forward to my job, but mm-hmm. I'm not in Nashville, and I feel uncomfortable, and I don't have friends here, and I'm this sucks. My therapist said to me, she was like, well, how about we change it? And instead of using a but, we use an and mm-hmm. of like, for example, I'll say it again. I'm in South Carolina. I love South Carolina. My family's here and I like am really, you know, loving being back here and I miss my friends and I wish I was in Nashville and I feel really alone. It makes it so like we can hold both things in our hand and acknowledge that both things are valid and real and okay Mm -hmm. so that we can go, okay, what do I need to focus on then? Do I need to like Am I feeling this half of the statement so much more right now that I need to go, okay, then I'm going to like pull something from my good list that I also is going on right now that I can be grateful for? Or am I feeling like I need to like focus in on these things? Like nothing is more powerful than the other, if that makes sense. Because I think for me, change and transition, if something is bad, I'm hyper fixated on it. 
For sure. Like I'm not acknowledging what else is good, what else mm-hmm. of this change and transition has brought fruit or like brought beautiful things. I'm still just like, well, this thing isn't right. Like this thing is annoying to me. This thing is causing me to be stressed out and face transition. And I think when we change those but statements into and statements, I think it like changes the game for us with transition. And I think can be applied to really any situation. I just did yours, but I mean, I could even say right now with me, like Michael and I have grown so much over the past year. We have this like really awesome relationship. I'm living alone. I have this dog and I love all of those things, but I'm not engaged and I'm not necessarily in the place that I thought I was going to be in. And that's a sad thing to think about. But when I change that to an and statement, it's like, okay, like, I can hold both of those things and acknowledge that like I'm still learning and I'm still transitioning and we're still figuring it out, but it's, but it's all good. Mm -hmm. And it's all like, it's all, all going to get me to the place that I'm going to need to go. Does that make sense? It does. I think what I like about that is that you're not ignoring the good, Yep. but I think I had a tendency for most of my life to kind of like, um, push aside the bad like not Mm. even acknowledge it and I like that it's not just like well think about the things you have to be thankful for you know because that is important you can't just be like hyper fixated on everything going wrong yeah but if you just act like everything is fine and dandy that's gonna create its own issues in itself you have to acknowledge both you You have have to to realize where your heart is hurting and where your heart is growing and I like think about all the time Do you know that verse in Ephesians, and I am not a Bible expert, I'm not going to be able to whip this out word for word, King James Version, but like, (laughs) there's this part in Ephesians where it says like, the Lord is going to do abundantly more with your life than you could ever think to imagine. And I think every time I read that, I was like, abundantly more good things. Like, I always thought of that as like, he's going to make sure everything that I want comes true, and he's going to do so much more good with my life than I could ever imagine. And after this year, I have a very different perspective on that verse of abundantly more is both really great and really hard. Mm -hmm. And like even the hard stuff is redeemed. It is. Even the hard stuff. I think about the letters to the churches in Revelation Mm. and the one that was written to the church that got praised was about perseverance. And it was to this city that, like, everything was going wrong. I mean, their city was, like, destroyed by a volcano or something. And then (laughs) there was tons of political unrest. And all these other churches were getting set, told, like, you know, you need to work on this or whatever it is. And I I wish I could remember the name of the church. Start with a P. Um, To that one church, it was, like, you have persevered through all the trials. Yeah. And, like, they were praised for that. It wasn't just like, oh, you had all these things handed to you on a silver platter. Your life was great, and you praised the Lord. It was like, no, you went through these really difficult things, and even then, you know, like, that built you as a church. Yeah, you came out the other side, and even though it wasn't great, it still was used for glory, and it mm-hmm. was still, like... I I think for a really long time I thought to myself or I was very like shameful or embarrassed of like Michael and I's story and I didn't want to tell anybody about it or I I wanted to act like November 12th had never happened but now I think back and I'm like oh my gosh like how all I had prayed for my entire life like for a husband or for my marriage was going to be I want like a story that like tells your like if you're not in it Lord like I don't want it But then we find ourselves in situations that are really hard and we're telling ourselves, well, God's not in this situation. Mm -hmm. Like, what the heck? But on the other side of it, I'm like, God was in every single second of the last year. And sometimes I was messing that up. But sometimes, like, or ultimately at the end, he made this, this story so beautiful. And it's still hard and it's still messy and it's still complicated and you know, all the things, but when you look at it in the perspective of, like, Jesus, like, literally brought something from the ashes and rebuilt it new for for good and for, like, brings the story of, like, trust in the Lord and, like, you know, breaking everything down to, like, build it back up on Jesus, like, 
that's just good and it's good news and it's 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 what was meant to happen and it was the change and transition transition ultimately brought us a new story of god's Mm -hmm. glory and favor just like playing out in our lives so so i think like we wrote our kind of final point was like what's your key to handling transitions in the best way you can and i think it's really just acknowledge the good acknowledge the bad acknowledge Mm -hmm. that he's in control yep talk to people about both talk to people about both advice (laughs) take care of yourself get to know yourself and know that it's all for good (laughs) oh yeah i think we should do an episode on like solo dates like how to take yourself on a date how to take yourself like how to hang out with yourself like a friend we should definitely do an episode okay i feel like i'm still not great at the whole (laughs) feeling feeling confident and being alone kind of thing what would you say your best advice would be for that yeah i mean i think like the first thing i would say is like trust your instincts if you're sitting there and you're like i really want to go get ice cream right now but i'm not going because i don't have someone to go with i think if that's the only excuse you have you should go like Mm -hmm. every time you think of that like obviously it's harder like i i remember my senior year of college i really wanted to go see this movie and no one really wanted to go and I didn't have anyone to go with and I was sitting there like but I really want to go and it's going to make me sad not to go but the only thing keeping me is I just don't want to be alone like I don't want to go with or I don't want to go without people because I think I'd look weird or it would be uncomfortable and I remember I went and I was still uncomfortable it was still weird like getting popcorn and like going to sit down by myself but then I watched this movie and I had so much fun. I was so glad that I saw it. I got back in the car after it and like teared up because I was like, oh my gosh, like I would have missed out on an experience that I really wanted to do. And the only thing keeping me was like that I didn't have anyone to go with. Like, no. So check yourself. If it's if the only reason you're not doing something is because you're not with somebody else, that's a reason to do it anyway. Hmm. And then the second thing would be, I think you just try different things and you you will one day figure out what your thing is so like for example I really don't like eating alone like I remember I went to like I went and grabbed dinner by myself and like went and sat in a restaurant like ate alone and I was so uncomfortable and I was like I'm never doing that again I feel like I'm gonna get hives thinking about even yeah attempting that (laughs) no thank you like that was not my my move but I also have friends who like that is their favorite thing to do alone like go and like try a restaurant and like really just like be there with their thoughts and like do that and I'm like power to you yeah good for you but you wouldn't know that if you didn't try so like that's true try some new things try out what that is like my favorite thing to do now and it's one of like I'm a big crafter and I could do it with anybody like you know it's super fun to like get to do that with my friends but now I'm like I love going to stores and like looking at decorations or looking at like things in homes like mm. I'll go to the mall and just like walk around Crate and Barrel and then I'm like oh what could I make like what kind of things could I you know pull off and I also know that that's like not everyone's favorite thing to do like I know that I really enjoy doing that but I haven't met someone um, in my immediate group of friends who would be like oh I want to do that too and so like Figuring out what that is gives me a thing to do now that, like, I can actively practice. And it's not what I would prefer to do necessarily. Like, the first couple, you know, times of doing it, it was more of, like, okay, I should probably, you know, I don't have anyone to hang out with and I'm just sitting here. Let me go do this because I know it's something I enjoy doing. And then it'll start to be, like, oh, shoot, like, I could make friends with or plans with this friend on Saturday, but I actually kind of want to do this instead that is like a pretty healthy thing like I think even the biggest extroverts aka you and I on this (laughs) podcast right now need time to themselves and we might think we don't need time to ourselves but we are better people when we love ourselves first Mm -hmm. and loving ourselves first is doing things that we want to do and things that make us feel good and sometimes that is alone and like it's better alone like if I dragged Michael to a store to walk around with me and look at things that I could make later he would hate his life and I would honestly probably be like oh I feel so guilty for like making him do something that I want to do and so like it's just I think practice I think checking in on why you're not doing something and then just trying things out 
Those yeah, are my three good. three advice. And I think you should do that. And then the next time we podcast, we'll talk about it. Okay. I, I'm going to pick two things to try on my own. I love it. What are you, <laughs> what are your two things going to be? Um, okay. Well, okay. I kind of cheated a little bit because <laughs> I already did one of them. <laughs> Called you out. What but, was your one? Um, so I work from home on Monday and Friday now. Cool. And so I made a list of all the coffee shops close by and every Monday and Friday I try to go and sit by myself and work at one of them for a few hours. I love it. And see, that's a good one too, because like you have to work. Yeah. And it's you, like, I have to do it anyway. That's a good, like, it's like a gateway into hanging yeah, out by yourself. So I could either work from home by myself or yeah. go somewhere fun. Okay. So now this next one that you have to do has to be something that you enjoy doing and you wouldn't have to do. I think I know what I want to pick. I just haven't done it yet. What is it? Um, I have been thinking about getting a gym membership here. Ooh. And so I think if I go to like gym classes on my own. <gasps> oh my gosh. Absolutely. Actually, that was, that is one of my favorite things to do alone. Shockingly. Really? I got a class pass my senior year of high no, it's college, high school now college into post-grad and I would go to cycle classes by myself and I remember the first time going I was like this is so embarrassing and it became my new favorite thing so I actually think you'll love it okay I'm a little bit excited then yeah okay so we'll report back (laughs) yeah um do you want to do our scripture reading sure go for it queen um I mean like I said earlier I think anyone who's going through a season of transition or change and Maybe just life doesn't look like how you thought it would right now. Um, I think the greatest encouragement is that the God that we serve does not change. And so the Mm. first is, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1, 9. Love it. Love you. Miss you. Miss you. Um, we are just pumped to be doing this podcast. I mean, literally Palmer and I talk about it almost every day. So, uh, hopefully, I mean, what Palmer in like five days, we're releasing these three episodes. Uh, I'm so excited. Um, so if you're listening to this, we're going to be posting every Thursday. We have a calendar now of, um, guests and different topics we're going to talk about, but as always, if you um, want to suggest a podcast episode, something for us to talk about, DM us on Instagram at TBTS Podcasts. Um, follow us on all the socials. And then just subscribe. We would love um, for you to tune in every week if something speaks to you or you want something or you want to talk about it further with either Palmer or I. Please send us a message. Call us, text us if you know us. Um, we're not about me. to. We're not about to put our cell phone numbers on the internet, so don't even uh, try to ask. Um, you can put mine. It's fine. <laughs> no. Um, we we just really are excited about this. We think that um, we're thankful that the Lord kind of like pushed us in this direction. So um, we're stoked. We're hoping you are too. But subscribe, download our episodes, all that jazz. Thanks for listening. <laughs>